Hollywood Romances Clark Gable and Carol Lombard Written and narrated by Brad Carty Lombard was cast in a new comedy directed by her second cousin, Howard Hawks, and co-starring John Barrymore. Hawks worked hard to bring Carol's acting up to Barrymore's level, and the film, titled 20th Century, became a classic screwball comedy. Carol Lombard had found her niche, and she went on to become one of the top comic actresses of the 1930s, even getting a Best Actress nomination for My Man Godfrey. By 1937, she was the highest-paid star in Hollywood and finished the year in another classic screwball comedy, Nothing Sacred, co-starring Frederick March. Clark Gable had followed his success in It Happened One Night with Mutiny on the Bounty, for which he was nominated for an Oscar, and three films with Spencer Tracy, San Francisco, Test Pilot, and Boomtown. All were huge hits and helped to elevate Tracy's profile in the industry while solidifying Gable's. By now, Clark Gable was the biggest star at MGM and in the movie business in general. He was rich, everyone knew his face, and women threw themselves at him everywhere he went. He was also married to Maria, his wealthy Houston socialite. When Gable's career began to take off, Maria went to the top MGM executives and threatened to accuse Gable of living in sin with her if they didn't marry immediately. He did so, although they lived separate lives and in separate homes. She accepted his numerous affairs as the price of being Mrs. Clark Gable, and the couple appeared in public together, arm in arm, at movie premieres and charity events. Things continued status quo until Clark ran into Carol Lombard at a party and sparks flew between them. They became a public couple, but Maria wouldn't give him a divorce without a big settlement. Luckily, Gable's biggest film was just months away. When producer David O. Selznick bought the movie rights to the runaway bestseller Gone with the Wind, he quickly discovered that the book's fans would not accept anyone other than Clark Gable to play the dashing Rhett Butler. It was clear that the author, Margaret Mitchell, had used Gable as the model for Rhett when she wrote it. He was the rugged, handsome, insolent character that had become the Clark Gable type in movies, and everyone recognized it. Selznick negotiated with MGM to borrow Gable for the role, which the actor had no interest in portraying. Lombard convinced him to do the part, but Gable was only paid his normal salary and given no profit participation in the film, which he bitterly resented when it went on to become the most successful film of all time and which it remained for decades to come. To appease him, MGM gave him a large advance on his salary so he could pay off Maria and get his divorce. He got it, and within days, he and Lombard were married. Gable and Lombard were adored by the public, and their romance transfixed their fans. They bought a ranch far away from Hollywood in those pre-freeway days and filled it with animals. They called each other Ma and Pa and hoped to have children together. Sadly, she suffered two miscarriages during the marriage. She had never been pregnant. Gable had had an affair with actress Loretta Young while they were making a film years before, resulting in Young secretly giving birth to a daughter. She was put into an orphanage for nearly two years, 
at which point Loretta adopted her, thus sparing herself or Gable bad publicity. Young had previously had an unconsummated romance with Gable's pal, Spencer Tracy, and before she died, she told her daughter that Gable had, in fact, raped her, resulting in her pregnancy. Some, however, believe that the rape claim was made because Young, a devout Catholic, would not accept that she had succumbed to Clark Gable's charms. By 1941, Carol Lombard was trying to move from comedies into drama, with mixed results. She and Gable were enjoying their life on the ranch, and he was still riding high from Gone with the Wind. At the end of the year, Japan brought the United States into World War II, and Lombard wanted to help the war effort out in any way she could. She began selling war bonds. In January 1942, she returned to her home state of Indiana to headline a war bond rally, which resulted in $2 million in sales. She and her mother flew back to California from Indiana, but the plane needed to refuel in Las Vegas, Nevada. When it took off again for the short hop to Los Angeles, it crashed into a mountain range, killing everyone on board. Carol Lombard was 33 years old. Clark Gable was devastated by the sudden death of the only woman he had truly loved. He spent the next months drinking heavily, watching Carol's films over and over, and losing 20 pounds from not eating. He enlisted in the Army Air Corps and was trained as a gunner and photographer. He told friends that he hoped he would die in combat. He flew at least five missions over Germany, photographing Allied air formations in the clouds and taking over from wounded gunners when necessary. On one mission, a bullet from a German plane came through the floor of Gable's plane and tore the heel off his boot. Adolf Hitler offered a large reward to any German soldier who could capture Clark Gable alive. Hearing this, Gable resolved never to bail out of a damaged aircraft and risk being paraded through Berlin. Unfortunately, having a price on his head endangered his fellow airmen too. And, after promoting him to major, the Army Command returned the actor to Hollywood. Gable continued to be one of the top movie stars for another ten years, working with younger actors and occasionally romancing younger female co-stars, although the pursuit sometimes went in both directions. During the filming of Mogambo, a remake of Gable's film Red Dust, a young Grace Kelly tagged along on Gable's hunting safaris in Africa and followed him all over the location until he reportedly gave in to her. In 1949, Gable married Lady Sylvia Ashley, who had previously been married to Douglas Fairbanks after he divorced Mary Pickford. The marriage only lasted for three years and was troubled from the start. Sylvia completely redecorated the ranch, removing all traces of Carol Lombard, and spent money wildly. She often had parties and long-term house guests, which the more private and solitary Gable did not appreciate. He told friends that he must have been drunk when he proposed to Ashley, and after demanding a divorce, he restored the ranch to the way it was when he and Carol had lived there. In 1954, Gable ended his long association with MGM. He was now an actor for hire, mostly making westerns and war films, 
1955, Clark Gable married for the last time. Wife number five was a rich divorcee named Kay Spreckles. Gable became a stepfather to her son, Bunker, who later became a famous surfboard designer but died of a drug overdose at 27. Gable made romantic comedies with Doris Day and Sophia Loren, but it was getting harder for him to work as he got older and gained a great deal of weight. In 1960, he was cast in The Misfits opposite Marilyn Monroe in a film written by her estranged husband, Arthur Miller. In it, he played a cowboy who wrangled wild horses. The scenes with Gable roping and holding the struggling horses were done by the actor himself, without stunt doubles, in severe heat in the Nevada desert. Gable suffered a heart attack two days after filming ended and died ten days later on November 16, 1960. His wife, Kay, was pregnant with their child, who was born four months later and named John Clark Gable. Clark Gable was buried at Forest Lawn Cemetery next to Carol Lombard and her mother. Spencer Tracy was a pallbearer. He had also been one of the few people invited to Carol's funeral nearly 20 years earlier. Twenty-two years later, Kay Gable would be buried there as well. Clark and Kay's grandson, like her son from her previous marriage, would become involved in the surfing industry. In 2019, he would also die of a drug overdose at the age of 30. Clark Gable and Carol Lombard had only a short time together. Unlike other Hollywood couples, they didn't fall in love on a movie set. Unlike Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, or Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, or Steve McQueen and Ali McGraw, one of them was not a much bigger star than the other. Instead, they were two actors at the peak of their careers who discovered they had a bond and loved each other deeply. For the two years they had together as husband and wife, the king and his queen enjoyed their ranch life, and Carol even began to accompany Clark on his hunting trips. She was hilariously honest and profane. When someone referred to her husband as, quote, the great lover, she replied, I've had better. Gable loved those qualities. She made him laugh, even when the joke was on him. One wonders, with a certain amount of sadness, what their future life would have been together had war and patriotism not separated them forever. Hollywood Romances Clark Gable and Carol Lombard Written and narrated by Brad Cartier